welcome to the Healthy Tips Podcast, produced by the Better Living Institute and sponsored by AppJudo for your software needs, BulletPad for writing lists on your iPad, and also sponsored by our listeners. That's folks like you. We're Kira and Bill Van Ittersom, and welcome to today's show. Today we're talking about banana energy bread, Kira style. <laughs> That's right, and it is good stuff. It really is. Now, we actually posted this recipe online at our Gluten-Free Baking podcast just a few weeks ago. So why are we revisiting this, Kira? (laughs) Now, there's a very good reason for this. Number one, our grandkids love it, and they request it all the time. And they're picky, picky, picky eaters. Are they not? And so do we. We think it's delicious. (laughs) So we keep this recipe on hand pretty much all the time. And I was enjoying a slice just the other day, and I thought, you know, this stuff is really amazing. And in the Gluten-Free Baking podcast that Kira mentioned, we didn't really talk about it. We kind of mentioned it, glossed over it, high-pointed it, and then we actually wrote up the recipe and put it online. But I felt that it was so good that it actually deserved its own shot. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the other reason is just recently when I was on Facebook, one of my really good friends there was talking about her teenage son, who is a runner. He is a track kid and he loves to run, but he's having a lot of problems with pain. And, you know, at this age, oftentimes kids are growing really fast and they do have a lot of aches and pains that they have to deal with. And of course, running and all the extra energy that he's putting forth is probably putting his body through quite a workout. So one of the reasons I wanted to mention this particular recipe and put it out there is because it's really great for kids on the run. It's a great energy food. This recipe is packed with all kinds of nutrition for a young person in particular. So omega-3s found in the walnuts that I include in this recipe are great for the heart, for the brain, and for the joints. And they also help to balance out the omega-6s that we're getting in this over-refined diet that we tend to eat these days. You know, from Dr. Mercola's website, he says that walnuts support brain health, and they also increase inferential reasoning, especially, again, in young adults. Of course, As a young old adult myself, I think I could use some of that brain work, too. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) What does inferential reasoning mean? Well, it really means making good decisions based on known facts. Yeah, I could use that. I could use that. (laughs) Another reason that I really love the banana bread recipe is that it's very high in protein. It does contain those walnuts. They're very high in protein. It also has coconut oil, which is healthy. Coconut oil is good for the brain and also for lubricating the joints again. (laughs) Now, it also contains quite a bit of sugar, but I use raw sugar. And what you can do if you don't like sugar, don't want to include that, is you can certainly use raw honey. I've done that before. My kids like it either way. And also stevia, which is a natural sugar replacement, but doesn't contain all the calories. So if you're trying to cut calories or you have a child who needs to cut calories, you can also get all this really great nutrition without all the calories just by replacing the sugar with stevia. Now, unfortunately, I don't like the artificial sweeteners and even stevia 
is not one of my favorites. I can tell it right off the bat when it's in something. And that's the reason I don't include it in my my recipe, because I know Bill doesn't like it. It's also high in potassium because of all the bananas and magnesium also because of the bananas. They contain a lot of magnesium. So it's really a great all-around energy experience, and it certainly is a wonderful treat. (laughs) It's a wonderful treat, and the kids do truly love it. We're not exaggerating when we say that. Which is amazing, because again, they're four and a half, seven, and nine, and they are so picky. They turn their nose up at almost (laughs) everything. So when they actually come home from school and they request it, We're just amazed. And we're very pleased because it's a food that we can give to them and it doesn't upset their sugar balance in their bodies. They don't go wacky 20 minutes after eating it like they do on some other snacks. And we pretty much got to the point where we've cut out almost every other high carb and definitely high sugar snack. We just don't let them have that anymore Mm -hmm. when they come home. They can eat this and it's balanced. It has some sugar in it, but it also has really good other ingredients the protein and also the walnuts and and also no gluten in this recipe. Right, right. It's another and that thing. was the reason it was featured on the gluten-free baking podcast because <laughs> it is, in fact, gluten-free. Right. So we know it's not going to agitate them in any way. One of the things I like about this is they come home from school, they're really hungry, and they want something right away. I used to give them a piece of fruit, maybe some celery sticks with peanut butter, and they still like those treats. But they often do request banana bread. I like to give it to them because, you know, they're sort of famished. It's been a while since they've eaten any lunch and they have homework to do. I want them to have some good brain food to help them get through that. And very often, Bill and I like to get them outside and do some exercise after school. So once that homework's done, we're heading to the park or we're trying to get them engaged in something physical so that they can burn off some of their energy. So this is a great food for them to have right about that time. And it rises so beautifully. We've tried other recipes and had really serious issues with the bread not rising or being clunky or hard. This is just wonderfully fragrant. It's full of the air pockets that makes good bread. It rises beautifully and it sure does bake just wonderfully. And I'll tell you one thing, there's nothing finer Then when it fresh comes out of the oven, you want to wait maybe 20 minutes before you cut it, but you cut it, it's still warm. You put some of that fresh coconut oil butter on it, and oh, man, it's good. It really is, and it's very moist. It's really a wonderful treat for the whole family. Now, we're going to take a real quick break to thank one of our sponsors, but when we come back, Kira will actually run through the recipe for you, and it's really quite simple. Time to thank one of our sponsors. Today's show is sponsored by BulletPad, the fun and intuitive app for writing outlines and organizing your thoughts on your iPad. With BulletPad, you can quickly create a hierarchical list of bullet points, giving structure to your great ideas. BulletPad is an outstanding tool for writers, thinkers, and folks like you. Begin organizing today. Get BulletPad for free. Just go to the App Store on your iPad and search for BulletPad. And we're back. Now, we are going to walk you through the recipe in just a couple minutes. I want to tell you why Kira loves this recipe. (laughs) (laughs) Number one reason I love this recipe, it is quick and easy to make. And 
It also is a really great use for overripe bananas. Ever have overripe bananas sitting around in your kitchen? And the kids won't <laughs> eat them. Nope, won't touch them. And, you know, and after grandpa, a while. <laughs> grandma are too crazy over them either. <laughs> no, and, you know, it depends on how many you have. But we usually buy quite a few because our kids do like bananas. And we sometimes give them as treats. But when they start getting overripe, this is a wonderful use for them because the more overripe they are, the more packed with nutrition they are. So it's great to just mash them up and cook them into that banana bread. Another reason I really love this recipe is that it's a great energy meal replacement when you're just too busy to cook. You know, when I'm really busy and I'm on the run, I can go take a slice of that banana bread and use it for a quick pick-me-up. And I know it's nutritious, and I don't really have to cook something or be bothered with something else. And the amazing thing is it balances your sugar. So we usually have some tea around, which is a combination of green tea and raspberry tea. And we brew it ourselves. And we'll have a cup of that tea, usually with nothing else in it, and then a slice of that bread and a medium slice, probably about a half inch thick. And it is just enough. So it takes the edge off your hunger. So you're not raiding the refrigerator. You're not raiding the cupboard. You're not searching for crackers or cookies or Cheetos, <laughs> which, of course, are not in our house. But if they were, we would be searching for them. This does satisfy you, and it doesn't throw the sugar off either for grandma and grandpa. So that's where the meal replacement factor comes in. Now, I'm not one to eat a lot of carbs. So, you know, when I tell you that I eat this, I mean, I do eat it. Just like one slice. I don't go in for, you know, several slices a day. That would never work for me. But for the kids, you know, it's a great after-school snack. Now, another reason I really love it is because the grandkids enjoy making it with me. And it's such an easy thing to do. It's a really nice, easy recipe to do with them. And they love to do it. They love mashing up those bananas. <laughs> you know, they love the whole aspect of making it. They like putting the walnuts into the processor and zooming the walnuts around. Make, you know, they just love the whole process of doing this bread and very often ask, can we help make it, Grandma? <laughs> <laughs> and again, we have those step stools from Ikea and we get them out and they stand next to the counter. They stand on those step stools and they stand right at the counter and they're just right in on the action. Exactly. Another thing about this recipe, it's not going to last long enough to ever go bad. Can you say inhale? <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> this is kind of what happens. Everybody loves it and it just goes quickly. It has no preservatives but you will not find mold growing on this banana bread because, as Kira said, it doesn't last long enough. And I just leave it sit on the counter. I think it becomes more moist in the refrigerator. And believe me, it's moist enough without being in the refrigerator. <laughs> so I just leave it sit there. It doesn't sit for long. It lasts maybe a couple days, and then it's gone. Now, we need to take one more quick break, and we'll be right back with the actual recipe. Also sponsoring our show today is AppJudo, your complete web and mobile application development service. AppJudo uses the best technologies and computer science principles to build attractive and intuitive user interfaces that your customers will easily understand and love to use. Whether you want to design and build a new app or refactor and redesign an existing app, AppJudo can help make your project a success. Visit AppJudo today at www.appjudo.com. 
And we're back. So how do we make this banana bread? Well, I do want to just sort of walk you through the recipe. I use a special kind of flour. We mentioned this back when we talked about the gluten-free recipe for bread. The flour that I use is Namaste. It's made by Namaste Foods, and it's called Gluten-Free Perfect Flour Blend. I buy it at Costco. You can also get it online if you can't find it in a store nearby. So we take two cups of that. What I'm going to have here is like two medium mixing bowls or two large ones if you don't have medium ones. In one of them, we're going to put the dry ingredients and in the other, the wet ingredients. So now we're on the dry ingredients, two cups of Namaste Foods Gluten-Free Perfect Flour Blend. Then one teaspoon of baking soda, one eighth teaspoon of salt, And I like to use a little extra salt, but I use sea salt, and I take a half a teaspoon of salt for my recipe. And by the way, we also get that sea salt at Costco's and the raw sugar. (laughs) We do a lot of shopping at Costco's. Great store. But they have a lot of organic ingredients, and this is the thing that we really like about it. Exactly. I use melted coconut oil, and I use a half cup of melted coconut oil. And we're going to do a special podcast on the coconut oil that I use. But the good thing that you need to know is it's pure melted and I use the kind that doesn't smell like coconuts. Now that goes in the wet bowl, Kara? In the wet bowl. Right. Thanks for reminding me that, Bill. (laughs) So now we're on the wet bowl. One of the things that I've done beforehand is I've taken two eggs out of the refrigerator and I've set them in a warm bowl of water. There's a reason for that. I'll tell you that in just a second. Then into the wet bowl, I also put one cup of raw sugar. Now, the next ingredient is those two large eggs. And by now, I have them warm enough to go in that bowl. And why did you warm them up? The reason I warmed them is because I want the coconut oil, which is melted, not to congeal. If you deal with coconut oil, what you realize is that when it gets cold, it starts solidifying, (laughs) which is not what we want to happen when we're mixing our wet ingredients together. Also, we have three ripe bananas, and they're all mashed up, and we put them into the wet bowl. They get mixed in with all the other wet ingredients. Then one teaspoon of gluten-free vanilla. Mix that into the wet bowl. Then at the very end... I take half a cup of coarsely chopped nuts. Now, sometimes I have to admit I put a little bit more. I might put like a cup instead of half a cup. I like the walnuts, and they're really great for you. Believe me, it's not going to hurt this recipe at all. It's a very moist recipe and can accommodate those chopped walnuts without becoming too dry. They really taste good in the bread. (laughs) They really do. And I kind of coarsely chop them in my food processor Then I pour them into the dry bowl with the flour and kind of mix all the dry ingredients together. Then I pour the wet ingredients into the dry ingredients and take a large mixing spoon and just kind of spoon them all around until it's well mixed. Beforehand, before I started all of this, I have preheated the oven to 325 degrees Fahrenheit. Then I lightly coat a 9 by 5 loaf pan with coconut oil. Not melted. I just take it out of the container. It looks like lard, sort of, and I coat the pan with it. And I pour that mixture in. Now, when you're mixing this up, when you use this kind of flour, 
The mixture becomes sort of doughy right away. It's not very wet. And it sticks together. It gloms together. And it sort of pours out of the bowl. It doesn't stick to anything else. It sort of gloms to itself and just sort of pours into the pan. I mean, it's just so easy to deal with when you're making this banana bread. It's almost like a silly putty or something. It's all <laughs> stuck together. And it, Play-Doh. Mm, yes. <laughs> Wasn't there any a yeast involved in this? No yeast involved in this recipe no at yeast. all. No yeast. No, not And at yet all. it rises amazingly in this loaf pan. It yes. really gets a great <laughs> rise. Yes, that teaspoon of baking soda does the job. So you've put all of your ingredients, now they're in the pan, and you put it into the oven, which is already preheated to 325 degrees Fahrenheit, and you bake it for about 65 minutes. That's how long my oven takes. Yours may take a little longer. Yours may take a little less time. But I'm going to say roughly 65 to 75 minutes and for this banana bread. what are you looking bread. for at the end to know that it's done? Well, it's going to rise and it's going to be golden brown. And you can insert a toothpick and it's going to come out clean. Okay. <laughs> so this is how you'll know. I think it's pretty much all done. And what I do is I take it out. I press down the center of the bread with my hand just to make sure that it's bouncy and it's done. This is how you'll know. Then I transfer the loaf. you kind of tap it. You don't like press it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Just sort of press down slightly and it'll bounce right back. I transfer the loaf to a wire heating rack and I cool it before serving. And this is one of the important things about This is upside down? (laughs) It doesn't matter. I mean, however, you if you don't want to squish the top, I would say no. Put it on its sitting on its bottom. So first you flip it out. It's upside down. Then you quickly flip it over. Exactly. Yep. And I think most women are going to know how to do that. But if you don't, Bill's right. (laughs) First you flip it out, and then you slid it back on its bottom. Now, one of the things about cooling this bread is that coconut oil does tend to be somewhat very moist. It does make the recipe very moist. And also this flour, when you're baking with it, tends to be very moist as well. So you want to let it sit for a little while, let it cool off a bit before you cut it. Otherwise, it's kind of sticky and gummy. (laughs) But the bread is moist. The banana bread does cut very well with just an ordinary knife. You do want to let it cool down, however. It's kind of like cake bread (laughs) in a way. It's kind of more like cake, but it isn't like cake in the sense that it falls apart. It hangs together really well like bread, but when you cut it, it's very moist like a cake almost. It is indeed. And we, as I say, we can't really say enough about how much we really love it. It's so delicious. Before we leave, we do want to tell you that we're not healthcare providers. Nothing that we say here should be misconstrued as medical advice. It's not meant to treat, diagnose, or prescribe anything. Everything we share on our program is really our own opinions, and it's based on our personal research and our experimentation. So take it for what it is. Do a little research of your own if you have any concerns about what we've said. That being said, it's a delicious, delicious treat, and it really will give you an energy boost without really juicing up your sugar, especially if you're sugar conscious, like diabetic or something along that lines. It's very, very interesting from that standpoint. And Kira did mention there are carbs, there are calories, there are sugars in this bread. That's all very true. But there's enough protein and other things in there that helps balance that all out. I myself am slightly hypoglycemic. 
And it doesn't bother me. It doesn't give me that head rush. <laughs> but it just really satisfies. That's true. Bill does get a head rush with too much sugar. It's something to be really conscious of if you are sensitive to sugar. So that's our show for today. Bill and I do want to thank you for listening to the Healthy Tips podcast. To subscribe to our show, go to iTunes Podcasts and look for the Better Living Institute, the Healthy Tips podcast. There you'll also find all the podcasts produced by the Better Living Institute, the Book Talk podcast, the Love Stories podcast, the Happy Kids podcast, the Happiness Experience podcast, and today's podcast, the Healthy Tips podcast. At the Better Living Institute, we're creating health, wealth, and happiness, one loving conversation at a time. You can also find our podcast and view all of the great stories, photos, and links that we post by visiting our website at www.betterlivinginstitute.com. While there, please go to our contact page and leave us a comment. Kira and I encourage you to send us some feedback. And also, let us know if you have an interest in a specific health topic. You can also like and message us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com forward slash Better Living Institute. In addition, our email address is feedback at betterlivinginstitute.com. We hope you'll listen again next time and remember to share our show with your friends and family. This is Kieran Bill Van Ittersom for the Better Living Institute saying so long for now, everyone. <laughs>